What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. 98.5 Weekdays with Mike, Beyonce there. You are, it's good to be with you today. And joining me on the line this morning is Nick Marvin from Marvin HR. Good morning, Nick. Good to talk to you again. Oh, very good morning to you, Mike, and the listeners. Now, I love this topic today. The The title really is The Manager's Diary, and uh, we're going to be chatting about what should the focus of a manager be. I reckon there'll be some uh, differences of opinions today. What do you think? Oh, I think every manager will have a different answer <laughs> to that question. Indeed. And, uh, we've been talking about this mainly because we keep getting asked this question by a lot of managers. And, mm. uh, it's remarkable how many people who are in management roles, don't spend time with their team members. Mm. Is the, can I ask you then, would, would you suspect that a lot of managers' diaries would be filled with tasks to do rather than people? Yeah, in some ways, quite often, especially lately, mm. people get promoted to management because they're really good at some things. Mm. They're a very good salesperson or they're a good engineer or a good accountant. And when they become managers, they keep doing what they were good at. Um, and so their staff feel, quite often, their staff feel neglected. Um, right. Of course, you have the other side where they stop doing what they're good at and they also become bad managers people as well. So you end up with someone who's bad at two things. <laughs> yeah, um, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> and it's remarkably it's, it's remarkably common about how often we encounter this in the workplace. Mm. And I think some of your listeners will resonate with this: is that you know you get a great salesperson who's now bad at sales and a bad manager as well. So we we really are saying to managers: look, you start with getting to know the members of your team. Mm. You know, you start with investing with one-on-one time with members on your team authentically understand where they're coming from. And only then can you actually have them work for you on the team. Mm, okay. So when you talk about what should, in thinking about a manager's diary, you, are you yeah. saying that really in that diary should be times and dates where they are being very deliberate about making a time to catch up with staff? Oh, absolutely. So... I think you, like I said, the one-on-ones, what we call one-on-ones with your staff, is where you, you build rapport. You understand um, their, their family situation, you know, their family and friends, how they're going in terms of their health, how are they going socially, the things that matter to people. Ask after their wives, remember their children's names. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not, there's nothing wrong with trying to get to everyone on your team once a week if you have a small team. Once if you have a large team, maybe once a fortnight. You know, it's only five or ten minutes. It's like finding out how you're going, Mike. You know, yeah. what's, what's on your mind right now? What's keeping you up at night? How are you going in your job? Uh, these are the types of things one must ask people they work with for them to build a relationship and maybe give them some feedback. You know, the number of times people say, I don't know what's going on. I don't have the information. Or my boss never tells me how I'm going. Sometimes it's just worth telling someone authentically, specifically, how they went, how they helped you on a project. And that would be so rewarding to people. Mm. Um, so one-on-ones is the first ritual we recommend for a manager to put in their diary. Yeah. And there is a couple of others. 
you want to talk about it now? Or? Yeah, what we'll do, Nick, we'll take a break, actually. We'll come back, because I've already got a few questions ro- rolling around in my mind. Well, I'll put you back on hold there. We'll come back and chat some more. You are on 98.5. Joining me on the line today is Nick Marvin from Marvin HR, and we're chatting about the manager's diary. 98.5 Weekdays with Mike. Joining me on the line today is Nick Marvin from Marvin HR, and we're chatting about the manager's diary. Now, you're suggesting if you've got a small team, Nick, maybe once a week, a five- to ten-minute catch-up, right? Oh, absolutely. And if it's a larger team, don't let a fortnight go without getting to all of them. That is so important. Okay, well... So, and the next... Yeah, just on that, I mean... What's, I'm curious to know the reaction from managers when you... I'm, I'm sure that some of them would be surprised and say, look, I haven't got time to do that, or it's just not me. I don't want to be sitting there talking to someone. I've got I've got things to do. Well, that's a great indication of, of really a, a, an area of growth, hmm. an area where a manager must uh, take more responsibility, really, that he or she... You don't hire a hand. You know, the whole person comes to work. And unless you build that relationship, nothing ever works. Whether it's a sporting team or a, a team of people working in an organization or even a bunch of volunteers, you owe it to people that work with you to understand each other and their human context. And once we humanize people, you'll find that they work so much better on a team. And the other thing we say is, you know, have a weekly meeting at best or a fortnightly meeting at worst so that everyone knows what the team is working on. What are the things, again, what are the things that are pressing right now, the two or three things that we're working on right now? What are the two or three things that we need to accomplish in the medium term? How are we going against our effort goals and our result goals? These are the types of things we must discuss and share so that everyone knows what is going on on the team. And, and Mike, you know, a lot of managers say, look, You'll be it's surprising how many times they say we don't want to do it because we don't want to hear people's problems. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> That's <right. laughs> we we worked with a client that had a high staff turnover and, and low morale, and, and and this manager said to us, a "True story." He said, mm-hmm. "I don't want to have a weekly meeting. All I hear is about problems that you know my staff have. How about I pay you to make it go away?" <sighs> And, and we said, look, that's, that's not how it works. Wow. <laughs> that's not how it works. You and, and that is the big test of a good manager is his or her ability to engage with people, to, to maximize their strengths, uh, to make their weaknesses irrelevant, and get people focused, uh, united, working in the, you know, growing in the same direction, mm. so to speak. Uh, very important. Nick, and something yeah. else, too, yeah, like yeah. we talk, yeah, we, mm. we talk about managers is to get their hands dirty, you know, and uh, a lot of managers get, get too in, infatuated with the corner office or the top floor and they stay in their seats and they have no idea what's happening on the ground. Mm-hmm. And so we highly recommend that managers spend at least an hour, you know, go down to reception and jump on the phones, you know, spend, a t- spend an hour on, in the shop front. Spend an hour, you know, with your high-vis vest on and your steel-cap shoes and do the work with the rest of the team so you know what your customers are saying. Uh, otherwise, you'll just be blindsided because the market is changing. The environment's changing. The answers are changing. And if a leader doesn't spend time on the ground or on the call face, you're not going to be a leader for very long. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting, Nick. I mean, the, the role of a manager um, and the definition is, is fair to say it's probably changed quite significantly over, over the last few years. Oh, yes. It's no longer authority and control and fear. Mm. You know, managers need to be more servants. You know, we talk about this concept of servant leadership as we're heading towards Easter. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have this great story of Jesus washing the feet of his apostles. And we use that analogy even in the secular world, and we say to leaders, you must wash the feet of your members. You must serve the people on your team, because you're only a leader if you have followers, right? You're only a manager if you have people that you can, you can serve and get them to be the very best. And we're trying to change the mindset that, you know, people follow good managers, and you can't use control and fear like we used to do 50 years ago. Mm. Yeah, good thought, Nick. Nick, we are out of time, but that's a great conversation. We could continue that on, but I uh, really appreciate your time today. And I must admit, I, I, I did enjoy the corner office when I had that opportunity a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got a longer article, and we'll get the team to put it online perhaps Love after it. we hang up. But I think it's worth reading uh, for anyone who's in the role. Absolutely. Nick, really appreciate your time today. I've been chatting to Nick Marvin from Marvin HR. Great topic, uh, The Manager's Diary. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia or visit the website 98five.com.